only go out if you take a moment, take a minute to look around into the eyes of people. You know, you will find one common thing. They are all desperately longing for is few words of encouragement. Now, every eye, when you talk to them, when you make an eye-to-eye -eye, eye contact, we realize, we come to an understanding that somebody is in great need of a word of encouragement. You know, sometimes just a pat, a gentle pat on the back, in an encouraging word, a gentle smile, in a positive word, you know, will somebody, you know, make somebody to come alive. Will help somebody to stand on their feet. Because they are so discouraged, they have been so discouraged in their lives. And this morning I believe, you know, you and I have a responsibility of bringing encouragement, not just only within us, even to this generation. Amen. How many of, us with me? How many of you are with me this morning? Amen. You know, God is expecting the church to be an encouraging church. I want you to listen to this quote just to start with. It's written by William Barclay. William Barclay is a Scottish author and, author and a theologian. And he once said, can you read that with me? One of the highest of human duties is the duty of encouragement. It is easy to laugh at men's ideals. It is easy to pour cold water on their enthusiasm. It is easy to discourage others. The world is full of discouragers. We have a Christian duty to encourage one another. Many a time, a word of praise or thanks or appreciation or cheer has kept a man on his feet. Blessed is the man who speaks such a word. You know, how important that you and I need to be the encourager of somebody. You know, if not for anything else, it is very important for our family among spouses, among children. Now, we are all very self-centered people. We are all self-centered creatures. From the time when we woke up and from the time till the time when we close our eyes on the face of this earth. Right from when we were in the childhood and as we grow, you know, most of the time, all of us are very self-centered. You know, no, nobody can deny that. We think about our own sorrow. We think about our own pain. We think about our own struggle. And we also really think about, you know, how to get our own comfort. You know, there is nothing wrong in having all this. But God expects us to come out of our self-centricity so that we can be an encourager to someone else. Amen? Can I hear an amen? amen. Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11, if you can read that with me, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11. Bible says, therefore, if you can read that with me, therefore comfort each other. And edify one another just as you also are doing. Now, if I want to read from another translation, if I read from NIV, NIV, this is what NIV says. Can you read that with me? Therefore, encourage one another. We know comfort is a term synonymously used for encouragement. Encourage one another and build each other up 
just as in fact you are doing. You know, Paul believed that the church in Thessalonica, they were encouraging, they were an encouraging church. They were encouraging people. And Paul says that you keep doing, you keep doing what you're doing. You know, you are doing a good job. Continue to do what you have been doing. Because encouragement, giving encouragement is the duty of church. Amen? You know, this morning, my, I, my try, my attempt here is to just make that clear to us so that it sinks in our mind that I am called to encourage somebody. So this morning, I would like to title my sermon as You Can Do It. Can you say that with me? You can do it. So we are basing our sermon this morning on First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. In fact, a couple of verses here and there above and below of First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. A word of encouragement during a time of failure is worth much more than one hour of praise during success. Did you get that? A word of encouragement during a time of failure is much greater than one hour of praise during success. You know, this morning I believe God has called us to encourage somebody. We, you know, basically, you know, there's, there's a catch there. We cannot be an encourager if we are discouraged. Is that true? When we are discouraged, no, we ourselves are not encouraged. We don't feel like going out and encouraging somebody. A person who is already discouraged cannot really encourage someone else. In fact, instead of, you know, instead of a discouraged person, instead of you know, bringing encouragement, a discouraged person can make more damage in others' lives. You know, when you keep seeing somebody who is always discouraged, eventually you will, you will end up in something similar to that person. And we don't want that. We want to be encouraged first so that we can go out and encourage someone else. This morning, can I ask an honest question to you? How many of us felt discouragement at some point of time in our lives? I felt. All of us? All of us would have felt. It's just a normal emotion. It's just a normal emotion. All feeling, all of us go through in our lives. But some of us dwell in the discouragement for a long time. And some of us are, you know, some of us are able, by the grace of God, to come out of those discouraging moments and move forward and move forward. You know, this morning we are talking something which is natural, which is something which is practical. And we need to ask this question to ourselves. Am I an encourager or a discourager? It is possible that in our lives, the winds and the waves of lives constantly, continuously beating on us. And today what we are going through in our lives, we can never say that it is an encouraging moment. It is totally a discouraging moment. Sometimes we don't even need to have a reason for discouragement. Do you know what I'm talking about? You don't need to have a reason for discouragement. It just comes. Discouragement just comes from the air and it gets into your life. It affects, starts affecting every action that you do. It starts affecting every part of your life. So that because the spirit of discouragement is already in the air. You know, how true it is, the spirit of Antichrist is already among you. That's what, you know, uh, Paul writes, but then there's the same way. The spirit of discouragement is already in the air. And this morning, God may help us to know how we can encourage ourselves so that we can be encouraged and we can also encourage someone else. God is asking us this morning, encourage one another and build each other 
up. So this morning, the question is, number one question, how can we get encouraged? And then we talk about how do we encourage others? How can we get encouraged? Number one way to get encouraged is talking to yourself. Talking to yourself. And you are giving a strange look to me. Talking to? Have you come across people talking to themselves? Yes? Right? Sometimes they even talk to themselves out loud. Somebody was working with, with me and then, you know, and then when she's talk, talking to herself out loud and they asked, did you say something to me? I said, no, 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 I'm not. I'm talking to myself. Right? It happens every time. In our workplaces, I have seen in the past, you know, we are not supposed to talk. You know, we have each one has different cabin and we are not supposed to talk loud. And somebody is talking to themselves out loud. But in the biblical context, we are trying to understand how talking to ourselves is going to encourage. You know, many times the best encouragement is what I call it as self-encouragement. Many times I felt that in my life, and I believe you also, you would have experienced that you may not have anybody recognizing our good work. You may not be having anybody, you know, knowing your abilities and your achievements. Most of the time, we are called to encourage ourselves. And it's a valid way of encouraging ourselves. Always there are people to discourage us. Always there are people to criticize us. Have you come across such situation in your workplaces? Have you come across such situation even in your family, even inside your house? Always there is discouragement. You don't get a word of appreciation. You know, my wife used to ask me every time when she prepares something. How is the meal? How is the food? Can, can't you say something? Just, can't you just say that, you know, it's good, it tastes good, or, you know, whatever it is I said. I mean, we, let's have a common understanding here, okay? If I don't say anything, that means it's good, right? But I, I think that's not, that's not good. That's not enough. We need to say something. So I pray this morning, God, you may teach me, and it's the same prayer to you too, that we may say something. Amen? Discouragement builds up in people automatically. As I said, there is no reason that is required. And God is telling us it's better to dust off the discouragement and put the cloth of encouragement so that you can move forward. And this morning I believe as I speak, I believe strongly there are some of us are so discouraged here this morning. We have questions as Tijo mentioned this morning or Fibin mentioned this morning. You know, we, we, we have questions in our lives. What's going on? What is happening? You know, sometimes we know the potential that we have within us, but we are not recognized. And God is telling us, why don't you just talk to yourself and encourage yourself in Psalm 43. David was a man of God and he was talking to himself. As he was going through struggles one after the other and he was trying to cross the valley of depression. I believe he was depressed at that moment. And as he was trying to cross the valley of depression, you know, he was talking to himself. And this is what he says. He says this in Psalm 43 verse 5. Why are you, can you read that with me? Why are you cast down? He's talking to himself. He's not talking to anybody else. Can you read that out loud this morning? It may help you because this is the word of God. Can you read out loud? Why 
are you cast down oh my soul and why are you disquieted or discouraged within me hope in god for i shall yet praise him the help of my countenance and my god you know when you look at the scripture it is very true that we cannot do anything by ourselves only god can encourage us but when you go through discouragement you need somebody telling you why are you discouraged i want you to get that point god can encourage you but you need somebody there telling you why are you downcast and when nobody is there in your life it's just only you it's just only you and you need to talk to your soul soul my soul why are you discouraged at times we don't find anybody to tell this and this is the time you need to talk to yourself you know this is biblical and we need to practice this talk to yourself why are you discouraged what is wrong with you you have an ability to talk to communicate your soul according to the scripture and tell your soul trust in god trust in god trust in god he will do it for you you don't need anybody you don't need to hear a sermon for that you have an ability to encourage yourself self encouragement is the best encouragement there are a couple of scriptures there are many examples in the word of god i'll just one more quote one more example and move further when the amalekites if you remember the story came against children of god in ziglag they came amalekites came and they took all the women they took all the children and went away and david and his company was outside the city and when they came they saw nobody in the city everything was plundered including all their animals and even the city was burned down and smoke is rising and david got so discouraged you know it requires just a fraction of a second from the high where we are to fall down into the valley of depression it doesn't take you know much time you know sometimes we say that depression comes in our life stage after stage after stage oppression and you know there are many couple of stages before we really reach depression but many times it's not true it just comes all of a sudden it just fall into the valley right away and it happened to david it happened to david for samuel chapter 30 we read that in 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6 if you can read that with me now david was greatly distressed means greatly discouraged or in other words he was depressed for the people spoke of stoning him to death david we came here believing you that you are building the city of ziglag we just trusted in you but now my family is gone taken by amalekites where did you go why are you keeping quiet they were planning to stone and kill david because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and his daughters bible says thank god for this word that helped me many times that will continue to help you many times but david can you read that with me out loud david strengthened himself in the lord when everybody is against him trying to stone him to death david strengthened himself in the lord you know this is what god is expecting us to do this is what god is teaching us repeatedly you know god is not expecting us to depend on somebody you know counseling is good but god is expecting you as a child of god you need to come out of it by yourself because you have an ability within you to do that god is with you but the thing is god cannot do it unless you speak the word unless you speak the word number two way of getting encouraged how can we get encouraged is allowing god to speak to us you speak to yourself first and then you allow god to speak to you 
You know, our God is a great encourager. Amen. Have we experienced that ever? Our God is a great encourager. Comforting, counseling, encouraging are the nature of God. He's just made like that. He's our God. He always comforts us. He always encourages us. I will give you some examples this morning that will help you. You know, God at times sees the little strength that we have in us. We may not be somebody great, but we have a little talent. We have a little desire within us to do something for God. We want to serve that. You know, we have a little commitment. We are not able to be there at the church every time, but we have a little commitment. Listen to me carefully. We have a very little, a little sacrifice we are just trying to make for the Lord. And God is a great encourager. Because in Isaiah 42 verse 3, can you read that with me? A bruised reed, he will not break. A smoking flax, he will not quench. You know, what does it mean? It means that, you know, your bruised reed, a reed is about to break. It's wounded already, off is gone, it's just about to break. But still the reed has an ability of, you know, moving here and there in the wind. A, a smoking flax is about to die, the, 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 your candle is about to die, but it still has an ability of giving light for a few more seconds. You know, he is our God. He's such a God who will make you, even if you have a little ability, little talent, little time available for God, you know, he honors that. We are talking about how God can encourage. You know, when you go through a difficult time, when you think that I don't have anything, Lord, what is my situation right now? And this scripture comes in your life. You know, that's how God speaks to us. That's how God speaks to us. When we allow God to speak into our lives, that encouragement words come towards us. You know, many times we are discouraged saying that, have we made a mistake of following God? You know, sometimes Christian life is not that easy. We come to a junction in our lives and we turn back and to see and ask question within us. Did I make a mistake of following God? Probably I should have been there in my old religion. Or probably I should have continued to live in the way I used to live. Did I make a mistake ever? And there's a scripture that God is willing to speak to us at that moment. We read that in John chapter 15, verse 16. And this is what Jesus tells at that moment. You did not choose me. It's not that your desire that you walked away from your past life and you came into this. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. You know, that is the word of God. Now we are talking about how God speaks to us. In your situation, when you are discouraged, the second method that you can get encouraged is by listening to the voice of God. You know, that's why the scripture is important. That's why sermon is important. That's why worship is important. Everything is important because God is a God who always encourages us by speaking to us. When we are discouraged with sickness and struggles and misunderstanding and family issues and all that going on in our lives, we are so discouraged, obviously. And God's word comes true in our lives. And he says, he looks at you and he says, Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. And God speaks to you and tells you, and the reason why you are going through what you are going through, it's not that I'm against you. It's not that I'm angry with you. It's not that you have did some sin and you are going through all those things, but I am refining you. 
As silver is tested in the furnace, I am taking your life through a time of furnace, of affliction, and through it all, you will become more pure. Amen. And this morning, I believe God is speaking to us. Hallelujah. As we read the words, when we are discouraged with, within us, saying that, am I really called of God? That comes to all of us, that question. You know, at times when we turn back, Lord, what am I doing here? Am I really called of God? It comes to all of you. Because when you involve yourself into a ministry, at times, you know, you get discouraged and then the, call of the, then the question comes in you, am I really called of God? Is it really God who brought me to this nation? We all have questions when we have difficult times in our lives and God's word comes to us straight away. Isaiah 41, 9 and 10. You whom, can you read that with me? You whom I have taken from the ends of the earth. Who has taken us? God has taken from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest regions and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. The word of God comes clear in our lives. That's how God speaks. That's the reason we need to search the book of the law. That's the reason we need to search the word of God and trying to find out what God is trying to tell me in this moment when we are discouraged totally saying that I have not done anything useful to God. I don't have the talent and the ability like somebody else. Why all the doors are closed in front of me? You know, many times we make that prayer. It may it be in our career, may it be in our family, may it be in our ministry. You know, we have that question. I can't do like somebody else. Lord, why? Lord, why? I'm so discouraged. I feel that all the doors are closed. And God speaks to us. As he spoke the church of Sardis. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 8. God says, fear not. I am with you. Be not get discouraged. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. As I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know God is a God who is always an encourager. When we allow God to speak to our lives. We are encouraged. Amen. Let's move further. Let's look at what is in number three. How can we get encouraged? First one we talked about talking to ourselves and then we listened saying that you know how God can speak into our lives, into our situation and encourage us and thirdly allow others, can you read that with me? Allow others to speak into your lives. God uses people to speak into our lives, it is very true, it's very true. Some of the biblical example I want to quote this morning. Remember God spoke to the life of Naaman, the commander of the Syrian army. And God prepared a Hebrew, little Hebrew girl. And she came and she spoke into the life of Naaman saying that if you go and meet a man of God by name Elisha, what will happen? He will heal your leprosy. The words came from a Hebrew girl, little girl, servant girl. God speaks to us through others. God speaks to our lives through others. One more example we can quote as we quoted the heard this morning, Elijah. He was totally discouraged and he was running for his life as Jezebel was after him to kill him and to destroy him. And in fact, he asked God, Lord, take my life away. I'm no better than my ancestors, Lord. Take my life away. It's enough that I lived on the face of this earth. And he went, the Bible says, he went and laid down under a broom tree and he slept. 
And who came there? The angel of God. God speaks through somebody. The angel of God came there. And all that the angel did was, you know, basically nothing. He just spoke. The angel spoke. What did he say? Angel said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. That's it. What happened? Bible says, so Elijah, can you read that with me? Elijah arose and he ate and drank and he went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Just a word, few words given by Angelina. God even today speaks to us through others and God expects us to listen. If God is saying something, let's not miss that. If God is speaking through somebody, let's not miss that. You know, sometimes it comes as a prophetical, with the prophetical anointment, anointing as a prophecy, or sometimes it just comes as a word of God, or even sometimes a little girl coming and telling you, can you do this? Can you just try this? It's God. It's God. Always, you know, he speaks to us. Even today, God is speaking to us, speaking to us through the encouraging words. Have you come across thousands of testimonies today? That, you know, they were in a very desperate situation. But, you know, somebody called, somebody phoned. And that phone rang at that moment before they commit their suicide. Commit suicide. And before, otherwise they would have gone. But then they, their phone rang. Even last week I heard somebody telling me directly. You know, I took the phone. And somebody called me to pray. I cut that phone. But the next time I wanted to, I don't know, remember who, who told me. But, you know, next time I, I don't want to do anything. But unexpectedly I clicked the call button and the call ended up, you know, reaching the same person. And she again asked, what is going on? What is happening right now in your life? And she realized that I'm going through a very troubled time. And if not that call, I would have gone away from the face of this earth already. God speaks to us from people, through people. You know, when God uses people to speak to us, there are two types of things comes in our lives. You know, people who, listen to me, people who speaks positive words and also people who speaks negative words. You know, we need to be careful there, little caution there. So we need to allow people who speaks the word of encouragement, you know, positive words. You know, sometimes it comes as a rebuke, but then what is the objective of that rebuke? It may be an edification, but then what is the objective of that edification? To make you good, to, you know, to motivate you, to take you further. So we should be able to recognize whether it is a positive approach or negative approach so we need the positive words encouraging words you know words of wisdom i want to make a comment here i don't normally say that i don't quote other preachers but i want to say that i'm saying good about somebody i wonder why there is so much of crowd in joel austin's church you know, some of us may not agree with him in all the theological things they sp he speaks or he, his understanding are that, that's okay but i used to think about you know people are so people are so desperate to hear a word of encouragement that's the reason they crowd up there forget about spiritual growth first you know you are not there yet you are in the deep mud you need somebody to give you an encouraging word so that you can come up and then they can start eating their meat now they just need help. I honor that ministry for that reason. You know, there is a reason why God expects the church to encourage because the world out is totally depressed. You know, if we are affected by that, you know, how much it can affect the people of the world? They don't have any hope. They don't have any support. They don't have any strength. Now this morning, I, I strongly know what you understand what I'm talking about. But at times we need to be careful about the negative words. Negative people always focus on our shortcomings. 
Negative people always focus on our limitations and our mistakes. And they take a pessimistic approach. That's their viewpoint. And they always try to discourage us, but we need to be careful. We need to be careful. And we need to avoid people who are speaking negative words. Because Bible says, in, I believe in Proverbs 18, 21. Can you read that with me? Death and life are in the power of tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. That means... You know, when we go through such difficult moments in our lives, when people speak into our lives, two things can happen. Either death or life. So we need to identify that and allow people to talk to us, speak into our lives. So when we go through discouragement, first of all, number one, we are going to conclude quickly. Number one, we need to talk to ourselves. Number two, we need to allow God to speak to us. And number three, we need to allow people to speak into our lives. Now we are encouraged. Amen? How many of us are encouraged this morning? At least by listening to the word of God. Amen? So we have an encouragement. Now it is our responsibility to go and encourage somebody. Amen? How can we become an encourager? You know, some of us are all along discouragers of people. We can't handle many things in our lives. But this morning I believe that God may speak to us and God may help us. How can we encourage? There are a couple of aspects that just we see with the word of help of the word of God and then move further. Encouraging others is a powerful ministry that God has given to church. Amen? Can I hear an amen to that? Encouraging others is a ministry that God has given to all of us. It's a ministry by itself. It requires a special anointing. It requires a special grace. It requires a special word. So that you know we can be an encourager of others. Encouragement needed among spouses. Even at home encouragement is needed. Encouragement is needed for children. If they do something good, they expect encouragement. They expect a word of praise. A word of appreciation. A word of recognition. It is required at the church. It is required in the workplace. It is required in our schools. You know, that's the reason we have many systems to recognize and to acknowledge and to encourage people. So how this morning, we, let's ask a question. How can I become an encourager? Number one, we need to make encouraging others intentional. What does it mean? It just simply means we need to be purposeful. We need to be purposeful. You know, many of us are not born with the gift of encouragement. Are you with me? Many of us are not born with the gift of encouragement. But we need to be intentional. We need to be purposeful in encouraging others. We need to make a decision within us. I want to speak a word of encouragement. Even before we go away from this place. Every Sunday when I come to church, I want to meet somebody and I want to speak a word of encouragement. You know, we need to make that very intentional because the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, can I read that with me reading from NIV? And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disrupt you. Encourage the disheartened, encourage the discouraged, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. You know, God is calling us into this ministry of encouraging others. So number one method, how can we encourage others? Is number one method is make encouraging others intentional. Make it as a practice. And I believe God is asking us to do that. 
God is asking us to do that because people around us, they need that encouragement. Amen? And this morning, God is telling you that you need to become an encourager so that you will be able to encourage others. Number two, how can we encourage others? How can we encourage others? Can we have that in the screen? Number two, speak positive, encouraging words, words of hope into other lives. Amen? Let's have number two. Speak. Can you read that with me? Speak positive, encouraging words or words of hope into other lives. Proverbs 25.11 says a word. Can you read that scripture? Beautiful scripture. And you need to imagine to read, understand the scripture. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. You have a beautiful silver arrayed. And in that apples of gold, you know how attractive that will be. That's what the scripture says. And when you speak a positive word, encouraging word, it just gets into their eyes. And life comes there. Because you are speaking a word of life. And God is expecting the church to speak such positive, encouraging word to other lives. Number three. Let's move quickly. Let's move further. Number three. Can you read it with me? Do not focus on the weaknesses. Now we are seeing how can we encourage somebody but highlight their strength. You know, most of the time, you know, we give a simple example. You take a white paper and put a black dot in that and show it to people. And what do they say? Ask them, what do you see there in the white paper? What do you see here? And if you ask, what do they say? They'll say that black dot, right? They will forget all the good things, all the good qualities. I mean, that's natural. I do that. You do that. The moment we come across somebody, not the good things will come in our mind, but the bad things will come in our mind. That's the corrupted nature of us. But God is asking us, can you see the good things that are in their lives? Can you see the strength that they have so that you can be an encourager? Let's read the scripture to go. Jeremiah 1.7 But the Lord said to me, do not say, I am a youth. You know, when God called Jeremiah, he just looked at his situation and he said, Lord, I am a child. How can you expect me to go and prophesy? I am a child. And God is telling that, do not look at your limitation. Do not look at the limitations of others. You know, at times it is hard, but God is telling that, I am for you shall go to all to whom I send you and whoever I command you, you shall speak. You know, God is a God who takes the discouragements, who, to, who takes the weaknesses in our lives and he can use it for purpose, for his own purpose. Amen. Number four, how can we become an encourager? Appreciate and acknowledge even the little things people do. At times it is very hard. Many things are not noticed. But God is expecting. You know, it may be very true with your child. The simple things they do, the simple picture they draw, they need an appreciation. You know, after the Sunday school, after the church is over, you know, there are many kids come and show me, you know, they, what they drew. The reason why, they just need a word of appreciation. They expect us. And if they expect, all of us expect that kind of appreciation. Appreciate and acknowledge. If you remember, Jesus was sitting at the side of the offering box. And he saw a widow. Coming and putting two mites in the offering box. And Jesus acknowledged that. Jesus acknowledged, recognized that little things. The little things that we can do for God. Number five, finally. This is very, very important, I believe. To encourage others, we need to have kingdom mindset. We need to have kingdom mindset. Listen to me. God has blessed some others 
with some of the blessings, some of the skills, and some of the abilities, and gifts, and talents, which we don't have. Are you with me? Yes? Did you understand? God has blessed somebody. Let's, okay, I don't want to quote example. God has blessed somebody with an ability to play instruments like I don't have that instrument, that, that ability. And God is expecting me to be a kingdom mindset, have a kingdom mindset. And God is telling, instead of worrying, instead of becoming jealous about somebody, why don't you encourage that person who is having that ability to do the work of God? Anyway, overall, God's work is accomplished. Did you get that? Is it tough? Somebody who's having a talent and ability which you don't have. Instead of worrying that, Lord, I don't have, I don't have. Instead of becoming jealous about somebody else, somebody who's having the talent. Why don't you appreciate them? Brother, God has given you that ability. God has anointed with you that ability. Why don't you just do for God? Why don't you just do things for God? Even though we don't do it, but somebody does that. You know, but overall, the kingdom of, it benefits the kingdom of God. That's what is called as kingdom mindset. You know, these are a couple of things that God wants us to have so that we can encourage somebody to summarize just to close. And we are just going to pray in a moment. These are the ways that God expects us to encourage. Can you read that with me? Number one, making, <clears throat> encouraging others intentional. Speaking positive, encouraging words, words of hope into somebody's life. By not focusing on their weaknesses, but focusing on their strengths. Appreciating and acknowledging even the little things people do. And by having a kingdom mindset. Amen. Can we all stand for a moment this morning?